Welcome back to the Fashion Edit. I'm your co-host Liv. And I'm Brenda. And today we have a special guest. Yes, everyone meet Kendall Becker. Hello. Hi everybody. So nice to meet you and so great to be chatting with you guys today. We're so excited that you're here with us. It's early here, but really Really dark back there. So late here. It's like 10.30 p.m. The time change really wild with the east coast yeah Yeah, definitely and you're in bali right yes i'm currently in bali i'm working remote here for the month living up the perks of you know the work from home culture and just taking it to a new extreme i love that yes you only get one life why not go all out it's like eat pie love (laughs) i know (laughs) amazing i love it so much yeah Um, Do you want to like tell everybody what you do, um, kind of your life? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. we want to know it all. I'll give you my little spiel. So basically, my career has been split between both the editorial and then the trend forecasting sides of fashion. So I've worked at like very extreme ends of the spectrum. So for example, like my first job right out of the gate, I was in luxury editorial did absolutely anything and everything from fashion market, bookings and production, writing features, runway reviews, like you name it, I did it. And then at that time, the company was actually like switching gears. They're still up and running now, but they went through a phase where they folded the um, magazine and then I got recruited by like a big corporate retailer. So I joined their fashion office. It was very like mass market, very analytical, very by the books. Um, But it was really interesting because I got to try this like lens of trend forecasting in a new way. So versus it being really creative and editorial, this was a lot more strategic and analytical. So I was creating like shopping lists essentially. So like forecasts for the buyers, working on product development, and then ultimately working with like marketing to be like, hey, we bought a ton of zebra print. Let's make sure that we're actually advertising that. So those were like my first two jobs right out of the gate. And then I went freelance in fall 2019. So it was like right before COVID, which was nice and crazy. But I was basically doing like anything and everything during that time. So I was writing for like a handful of publications like Nylon, Fashionista, The Zoe Report. And then I was doing a ton of styling at that time. And then obviously those were like the two things to go when COVID hit the peak. So Mm -hmm. I started to do a lot of consulting. And so that was everything from creative direction, doing content production, content strategy, to then also doing trend forecasting, working with brands, and then um, a lot of different firms. So that's really how that all began to like elevate and evolve. And the firms I've worked with like totally range to... Some of them are really old school, like you're looking at hundreds of thousands of runway images and like that's all you're doing and you're sifting through to create that forecast. And then I've worked yeah. with some that are like tech firms and I'm basically taking their quantitative data and turning it into like fun, qualitative reporting and content to make it all just like a little bit more, you know, fun to take in. And then, so I'm doing that now, kind of been bouncing around, you know, working with different clients. I've gone in-house. I was brought in for 
the 150th anniversary at Bloomingdale's. So I was assistant fashion director over there for that time working on everything. It was super, super fun. So it was all like special content and special collections. So I was heading up bringing in like all the new brands for um, my department within the 150th launch, working on like special collections. So working with our brand partners for like those really fun, like, you know, limited time items and then the content as well. And then I also write. Right. So, basically oh my gosh, you do it all. <laughs> it's so crazy. So I basically have all this trend research. So you might as well write about it. Now I'm like sitting on all this information. So yeah. still writing. I write mostly for like Refinery29, Covetor, Editorialist, The Zoe Report, a really fun range there. But it's kind of like all over, but it's very symbiotic that it all like stems from the same beast. But yeah. that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane! Wait, so when you do cons, uh, you said consulting with like brands and stuff. Is that like your own business, or do you still work under a company? It could go both ways. So a lot of it was my own business of working with like, that was a lot of working with brands and retailers, but then I would also get recruited to work through a trend forecasting firm. So a lot of them have, you know, it's like, you'll know them for their like books or their content and stuff like that. But a lot of them these days have consulting divisions and they'll bring in people to like work through them. So they'll come to me and be like, Hey, we have a, mass retailer who needs help with their holiday 2024 strategy and then Mm -hmm. i'll come in on like a week like a week rate to then like help them build out that strategy like doing extra research providing my insight expertise all of that kind of thing wow very impressive that's amazing and i love your personality i feel like you're just so outgoing and so like hey yeah it's awesome like you like to talk yes which is good i do, I do like to talk even yeah. for 10 30 at night i still like to talk so i'm yes. glad yes but i mean you're in bali you know it makes everything better it's just right. like living your best life yes 100% i know i'm like i spent the day like at the beach i went to like this very like woo woo like spiritual healer earlier like ordered food and ate bowl. I mean like you can't really get more like refreshed than that. So like I yeah. no complaints happening over here. Especially because I feel like your life is so like I think you're the perfect representation of like a fashion a true fashion career. I feel like it's like a ping pong table. Like you think you're gonna start this way, but then you get tossed this way and then this way and that way. And then you just never know where you're going to end up. Like next year, it could be something completely different, but it's still like kind of in the same bow. It's still fashion related, but yeah, it's just really impressive to see that. Yeah. Thank you. I know I totally relate to that as I feel like I used to be like coming out of college was such a planner was like, okay, I'm going to, by 25, I'm going to be here. Then I'm going to have this title. Then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to work at these publications was like, so by the book. And then like getting into my career, I never would have guessed that it would have ended up like going all in these different directions, but it's kind of fun. It's been keeping me on my toes, a little unconventional, but like, it's been a good time. Yeah. And I think that's a great message to send people. It's just like, you cannot have your whole life planned out, especially if you're going to be in the fashion world. Like even for us, like you didn't expect COVID to hit and like, 
You know, you lived in New York and it's just like, I never expected to meet Tyler and have a completely whole different like world. It's just, it's just crazy, but it's really exciting. It's like when you're excited and when you're so open to life, I feel like the world just sends you in the right path, like the path that you're supposed to be sending you. It's supposed to be sending you. Yes, I love that. No, it's so true. And I feel like when you are like open to those things and you look at it less like, oh my God, this, you know, fork in the road is like so stressful. But when you start to look at it as like, okay, like this is fun. Like this could be a new adventure. Like what does this mean? Where is this leading to? And it's kind of like breadcrumbs from the universe, like leading you towards some like cool path of whatever it might be. Like, exactly. I mean, I still get stressed, obviously. Like I'm human and I still get anxious, but like, attempt to change the mindset to be a little bit more like that yeah and I think you're already taking so much advantage of it as well you're like all right well I work remotely you know you're you work from your computer and sometimes like it might not be super appealing but you're like no 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 let me take advantage of this let me take a trip to Bali and just make the best of this situation It's like other people could be like, oh, yeah, like I never leave my house. Like it's just the way you see life. And I just love that. And I feel like your personality is just like glowing and you're like, nope, I'm not. I'm just taking the high road. I'm living my best life and I'm just going to do the best for me. So I love that. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) You know, it's, it's so freaking true with like the work from home too because I feel like that first like COVID portion where we were all adjusting to it, like oh, that was no fun. It was fun for maybe like oh, two seconds relaxing, but then you were like, I'm going crazy in my apartment. You have no contact to anyone you're working with. Like such a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the working yeah. remotely and like, okay, let me go to Bali. Let me go somewhere is like helpful for the sanity. And of course now things are like picking back up more, but Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah, that I know. Was tough. That I was know. like such a nightmare. Like what? Like yeah. you, you don't have anyone to talk to. You're like, um, hello. <laughs> and like, I'm curious though too now. So being in Bali, like, do you have to, like, you can just work though still on Bali time rather than, you know, a like kind of having to. Yes. You know, a little bit of both. So I have a, I have a trend forecasting contract right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm like in house for this one firm and they will like, I'll be on meetings with them. Not often, thank God. Um, But like, I maybe have like two 11 PM or like midnight meetings a week, but that's like doable enough. And then the rest I can do on my own time. But like, Mm -hmm. for example, oh my God, I gave a webinar to like, over 400 people last week on like a big 2023 like forecast and it was literally at 1 a.m my time I was like drinking coffee trying to be like okay like get excited for 2023 (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's like I am tired yeah (laughs) it's like you only had three hours of sleep and you're like Nope. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I I was bartending until yeah, four AM and <laughs> here we are. Um, oh my God, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, dedication. So what are some of your favorite things about your job? 
And would you recommend this to someone else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great question. Hey, twofold. My favorite thing from the trend forecasting side, it's like, I think it's so funny because I feel like trend gets a very like shallow rep because it's so like, this is what to buy. This is what to wear. But the portion that I love about it is like applying psychology and sociology to fashion. So like really looking at the deeper side of like, okay, well, why is this trend resonating? How can we make it work for this specific consumer? Like, what does that look like for X brand? So I love getting to work in that headspace. I think it's a really cool like problem solving hat to get to put on. So I love that. And then on the editorial side, it's like getting to connect with people is my absolute favorite thing. So like going to the shows and understanding like why a designer is doing a certain, you know, execution in their collection or like why, you know, whoever is wearing a certain thing, just like getting to do the interviews and like really dive into that and, you know, collecting, um, like connecting and collaborating is so much fun. So I love that on the editorial side. And yeah, I mean, I would recommend it for sure. I think (laughs) both sectors are like kind of crazy sectors of the industry to be in and a little like Mm -hmm. less conventional. So you definitely have to be up for the twists and turns of it. Since like, they're really like, there's more editor roles now, I will say, given that digital is such a thing. Um, But trend forecasting is getting like smaller and smaller and smaller within the industry. And like fashion offices are getting tinier. So you like have to mentally prepare of like, okay, I have multiple skill sets I can dive into. Like your both of those careers, good chances your job is getting cut. So like kind of having to be prepared of like, okay, I could go for this. I could do this. I could mix and match it. So it's definitely one that I think is a really exciting, both are really exciting portions of the industry to be in, but like you have to be prepared to be on your toes, like if you're going to dive into it. Wow. And it's so crazy because I think, especially for designers, your job is like the most important job because without you, it's like, how would we know what the next trends are? You know what I mean? Like your job is super important. So the fact that you, you said that your job could be cut, is just amazing to me. Like, I can't believe that. Yeah. I know yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> no, doesn't make like, sense. No, because, like, I remember being in school and, like, the first thing we did when we had to create a collection was, like, go on WGSN and figure out trends so then I can, impl- mm. like, apply all that to my new collection. So it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'm very much noticing within the market there's kind of, like, two schools of thought where some brands and retailers are seeing this sort of job more important than ever and are really investing in it. And then the other portion is like, it feels like dead weight, like a designer is already designing, the merchandisers are already doing that. So then it'll be cut. But then like, I feel like some of the smarter brands are like, okay, well, this person can look at data, then they can relay it back to the designer. And you very much work as like the middleman between everybody. So you're like that connector of like, okay, like let's level set design with merch. Let's then take this and figure out like, working with the content teams and the styling teams, like what does that look like? Like, for example, if you're like trying to sell jewelry, like making sure that, you know, the outfit that the model is wearing isn't overpowering that. So you're like that person who's just like connecting the dots. So I think it's it's important too, but. It's very, oh my gosh, yeah. And like, um, I feel like for people who maybe don't know or like understand exactly what like trend forecasting is, 
Um, yeah, if you want to maybe go in like depth a little bit, like what back to the basics, yeah, like, like yeah, that really entails because I think it's so interesting too, even just how far out like you're able to kind of tell what a trend is going to be. It's like how do how do you even know or get to that place of like yeah in whatever two years like this is what we're gonna see it's like having a crystal ball yeah (laughs) you know it's so true and so back in the day it used to be very cut and dry so Mm -hmm. you were really looking all at runway so you would quite literally get in every runway image like every look that went down the runway both full looks detail shots and look at those, sort through those imagery, like really, really nitty gritty. Like I could be able to tell what collection it was based off of like the floor tile and like a shoe. I was like, oh, that's, you know, Versace, like AW18, like wild. And then also looking internationally. So like looking to Europe used to be a big thing. Like back in the day, they used to send um, fashion directors. They still do it now, but not quite to the extent, but they'd go on like shopping trips over to like Europe and Asia, like super cool. Would just take like a bunch of photos, would buy samples, bring it back. So like that was such a big part of the job. And that was like basically just those two things were like how people would forecast trends. Nowadays, obviously, like we have social media. So there's so Mm -hmm. many different avenues that trends can come in with social, like TikTok, Instagram, obviously, then like depending on who your consumer is, And then TV is huge. Like TV sparks so many it items now or like specific looks. So basically like what my job is now is doing all of the above and taking in all of the information. Oh God. And then also with tech, tech is another big thing too. So now there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like data platforms that you can subscribe to. And what they'll do is they'll take in like e-commerce data, meaning like if you went into a platform and typed in red dress, you could get market stats on all the red dresses that are um, online. And you could see like how many retailers have bought into it, what their price range is, all of that stuff. It's really crazy. You can also see like Google search data. So that's another thing too, where you can see how many people searched red dress and see if that's like growing, declining, all of that. So basically then now you're taking this really old school runway, combining it with data, then combining that with like pop culture, social media, and then you're trying to find the common denominators and then figure out what does that look like? And then applying it back, not even to fashion at all, but being like, hey, okay, we're coming out of COVID. We're really like, wanna go travel, I'm so bored. So there's a big reason for like escapism. Okay, so people are traveling more. What do we think about that? Another way to showcase escapism would be through fantasy. Okay, so that could be fantasy movies, fantasy inspired trends, things that are over the top. So you're taking them the psychology and applying it back. So long winded answer, but basically, the way that I navigate it now is I essentially build like an arsenal of trends that I think are going to be important. So for example, um, the example I've been using lately is like color. So I was forecasting rave shades to be really huge back during COVID was when we started to talk about that. And it was like inklings of like, okay, when we're coming out, social calendar um, is building up, we're wanting to go out again. 
So like rave shades are becoming important. So think of like limelight green, electric purple, hot pink, cerulean blue, all of that sort of vibe. Yeah. Then it was like watching to see what's happening of which one then is going to hit first. So that's why it's really important to be somewhat reactive within your assortment and your design process. So all of yeah. a sudden there was inklings of like hot pink talking. Okay. Then we saw, you know, we saw it on the runways. Great. Then yeah. it was like the Barbie movie. Then people on TikTok started yeah. So then it's like, okay, let's, we already were talking about these four colors buy big into hot pink because we know that this is going to last as long, but then also keeping in mind, okay, making sure that it doesn't hit too quickly and you like miss the mark or vice versa. So I think building up the trend arsenal is essentially how to like go about it these days and really be able to tap into all those different um, data points and just, it's kind of exhausting truly because you really have to keep your finger on the pulse of everything but mm-hmm. it's really cool and it's a really nice challenge so yeah. always wow. changing given co or given technology these days so yeah it's yeah. so funny how like we see this fashion world as this glamorous life but in reality it's like we do a lot of non-glamorous work behind the scenes to make it yeah. be glamorous right yeah oh my god i know it's like maybe 10% of the job is glamorous and the rest you're yeah. like head down designing looking through like data points and like imagery right it's crazy have you been to any like cool fashion shows that you're like oh I was obsessed with this mm-hmm. oh I'm trying to think of some fun ones Christian Cowan was a really really fun one when it was February 2022 that was sick. It was on top of the One World Trade Center. And it was a really wow. fun party collection because it was for then the following fall. So like our um, like our holiday season that just happened in 2022. So it was very like those bright colors, like the really that first splash of sequins. That was a really fun one. What else did we go to recently? Oh, um, Tommy Hilfiger's like first show back in September 2022, looking at um, spring, or actually he did a, um, he did a see now by now actually. Um, but that was a really fun one too. Like he took everybody out to Brooklyn. It was really like fun. Like Travis Barker was on the drums and it was Did like- Did you see the Kardashians? Stuff, but like there was a little bit of like some punk happening there. Hence the yeah. Barker drumming. Yeah. Um, that's a fun one too, but it's cool to see when like, designers tap into the different touch points of like, oh, a really great venue where like the music and yeah. seeing it all, how it plays into the collection, I think is like the most fun part of it. That's I love so that. cool. How fun. Yeah. I know I would always like, um, <laughs> like watch like around New York Fashion Week and stuff. I was like, okay, who do I know that's like going to these shows? And I was like, I know Kendall is going to the shows. Um, so I'd like always, yeah, like watch like your stories. Cause you did you, like, you always pick out like the trends on there and like, okay, this I is love. what we're seeing and all of that. So it was really cool to watch. Um, and like, oh, and by the way, like Kendall and I went to Kent state together, like in fashion. So I'm like, it's cool to see and have like watched your journey just on like social media and just to kind of see like where you've 
you know, come how far you've come. Oh, thank you. I'm glad that you liked the stories too, because that's always my thing with like fashioning stories. You're like, I don't want to be annoying. So I try to put like notes in there too. So I'm like, okay, here's the takeaways. It's not just like a pretty runway videos, but like here's some info to go with that. But Mm -hmm. no, it is like, it is really actually so cool to see like being like in fashion school and being 20 years old and now actually seeing everybody like really get into the swing of their careers and like doing cool and different things and how they're like applying it, I think is so fun. I love it. Um, Since New York Fashion Week is coming up, are you going to be attending any events this year? Oh, yes, I will be there. It's still, fashion is so last minute, truly. It's actually kind of concerning. Mm. Um, So don't have my schedule as of yet. But I'm sure it'll be nice and scary busy, but I'm really excited. It's always like a nice reunion to like see all your friends and everyone like meets up and it's like definitely stressful and busy, especially in the middle of like February when it's snowing. But it's like if you're going to be stressed and busy, like a very good reason to be. So no. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to start. So we're going to put down her Instagram down below. So if you guys want to follow her, go for it because I'm going to be following. I think I already follow you, but I'm going to be following you to watch all the shows, see your outfits. I'm super excited. (laughs) And then one one more question. So you, I think before we started this, you're like, I'm going to start a podcast too. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your podcast? Yes. Oh, I would love to. Yes, I'm super excited. It's literally coming out next week. So final crunch time to get it all prepped. But (laughs) basically, so I've been traveling a lot this year. And I was in Central America for a couple months. I was in LA for a couple months. And basically, like the whole thing is with my career in editorial, then in trend, I get to meet just like a lot of incredible brands and people with really cool stories. But with just the way that, you know, a business is set up, you don't always have a place to put those stories. But I was really inspired by what I was hearing and wanted to find an avenue to, you know, like share all of that. So it actually started by I was in Costa Rica and just like talking to a bunch of really cool business owners and was like, you know, why don't I just start recording these conversations? So I just had my iPhone with me and basically it started as a film project. So I started recording all of this, like showcasing their work and all of that good stuff. And then of course, you know, I'm like, I'm not Anthony Bourdain. I'm not like flying out to a new country every week. So this is not a sustainable (laughs) business model. But I then, you know, started to just do old school um, recording like via Zoom, meeting cool people in New York. If I would go to like a press preview and I was like, hey, do you want to actually like record a podcast? I'm thinking about starting one, all of that sort of thing. So got a whole bunch of content that basically I aggregated over the last few months and I'm putting like final touches on editing it. We were just talking about figuring out the um, tech of the RSS feeds, which is basically everything populates online, which is a headache. Um, yes. But I'm very excited. <laughs> so it's all really about like the why and sharing just like cool entrepreneur stories that range from fashion all the way into like hospitality and wellness. Some are based in New York, some are LA, and then some are like Bali, Guatemala, Costa Rica. So a really like fun range. That's amazing. That That seems so fun. Yeah. Do you have like your name and everything like picked out for it? I do. It's called the Curated Podcast. 
So it's basically all about like how to curate your life and like curating it to be unique to you. I love that. Okay. So yeah, guys, definitely yes. go listen and follow along when she comes out with We that. can't wait. We're going to listen to it. Yes. I'm Number so one fans right here already. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then perfect timing. So yes. we, at the end of the every show, we do this little segment where we say what our favorite trend is and we're kind of... Yeah. like our least favorite trend is and what I better know, person than person. you so what is your favorite trend at the moment okay right now i'm obsessed with mermaid core so it's like all things you know very ethereal like kind of over the top very high summer i'm mm-hmm. loving the resurgence of maxi skirts from there and cerulean blue those are like my two yeah. favorite parts of the mermaid core Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah. Liv, what are you loving? No, I um I said that like I think it was a couple episodes ago. I was like Mac like maxi, maxi. skirts. I'm yeah. I'm like those it's are so cute. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm fun. obsessed. <laughs> um I am loving like utility, like mm. just cargo everything. Like I'm just you I know, love. it's it's definitely um the like cool girl. I feel like she's a very cool, cool girl. girl so. <laughs> yes. I yes. like brought my cargos to Bali. I'm like, no shame. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm like, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with crochet. I feel like I've been seeing crochet everywhere and I'm going to learn how to crochet this month as well. So I'm going to see if I can create a piece for myself, but no promises oh, yeah. because Ooh. I've never crocheted in my life. So <laughs> you got it. Okay. So yeah. cool. I love that. <laughs> So many fun things. And then are there like any trends that you are just like, like, why? Like, why is this (laughs) happening? Okay. I. You're like, where do I begin? (laughs) I know. Like so many things. No, but you know, there's a time and a place for everything. The one thing I just cannot jump on. I have friends that wear it and like look cool. It's like the ugly footwear moment happening. Like the bubble bubble clogs I don't get and like. The yeah. sneaker meets like boots, like weird tech shoe, like another yeah. thing. I, like I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Or power yeah. to you, style it and look cool, but like I, yeah. I will not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Give me comfort like, and pretty, and I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people really like to push like the boundary, especially like I think. You know, now we can't really speak about this brand, but like Balenciaga was a great brand that kind of pushed that limit with certain things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the ugly. Yeah, the, the ugly ugliness. Trend. And I'm like, but what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm hating. I, n- I never know what I'm hating. I'm like, just give me, give it to me all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. I know, like I. This is something I didn't think about. I know this we morning. we usually think about this before we start, but this time we just went with it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really not hating anything. I mean, I would totally agree with you with the ugly. Yeah. Like I kept seeing, like, um, I said this the last episode, like the shoes that have like the open, like. It'll oh, the Mason like, Mart. Yeah, Margello, I keep Margello seeing them shoes. all over my for you page. And one time I saw one with a cigarette, and I'm like, can people just not, please? Like, no. <laughs> it's like the camel shoe. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, like, literally just saw, like, a satire post with, like, a bunch of weird different items in between the toes. Yes. Like, 
Someone has I was a like, lighter, no. or like a credit card. I was like, ooh. Make it stop, please. <laughs> yes. I'm just oh going to stick to that thing because yeah. I just can't see them. I can't see them. Yeah. No, I would no. say like the, yeah, going along like with sh- the shoes like that. Like I've never understood the, um, what was it? Like the Yeezy, um, what do they, they look like the, I don't know the proper name of them, but they're like the, it feels like a foam almost. Not the slides, but the thing that was almost like a full slide. Yeah. Like you slide into it, but it has all the cutouts in them. And right. like, I'm like, what, what the heck are those called? But I just think they're like, the clogs or something. so funky. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of them either, but like I have the visual in my head and I very much agree with that. Yeah, like I had to wear them for I was modeling for a brand in Cleveland and like um I had oh, to wear yeah. those shoes and I was like you're like ah! they were like kind of comfy actually but I'm just like these look weird on me but <laughs> yeah. I know. I I'm like such a classic dresser. I can't imagine like just throwing those on with like everything else I'm wearing and like right. I'd be like um you know are you okay? Right. <laughs> or like Crocs, like Crocs I feel like are <clears throat> I mean, I don't have three pairs Going or anything. Back. I just don't wear them out. I have them well, like, for inside, yes. but yeah, like I will not wear fashion. them out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here. And I know it's like late for you, but honestly, thank you so much. It was yeah, so really fun meeting it. you. You're such a lovely person. Yeah. Um, we're going to leave all your social medias down in the description box. And yes. I'm so excited for your podcast. And I seriously wish you the best because it's so fun. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, nonstop conversations. It's like you're having coffee with your new friend. It's yeah. it's amazing definitely and like you're gonna kill it like you can tell yes your personality is just (laughs) perfect thank you guys you are so so sweet i love chatting with you this is a great nightcap for the day and yeah thank you so much for having me on yeah i know i'm like we i feel like i could talk for like I know. Hours, like so interesting. Um, story of my life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like amazing. Love you so much. Thank you yes, so much. And you. yeah, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in again. And we will see you next Friday. Yes. Bye. 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 <laughs>